0: Welcome to the show. My name is Danny Colapietro. This episode of the podcast is the second of the week. If you haven't listened to the episode, uh, episode 89 with Howard Bowens, please check it out. It's a gem. Howard is the man. However, this is episode number 90 and I'm pleased to introduce my guest today. And it's the On It Gym General Manager, Juan Leha. And I was very excited to interview Juan because he's just an awesome trainer. You, you watch his Instagram, you can follow him at Juanit. That's J-U-A-N-N-I-T underscore 247, Juanit 24 seven. And you can just see that his training style is very interesting combining conventional methods unconventional methods and in a hybrid system his classes are constantly full and you know the whole on it experience uh, from the workshops to the trainers to the members to you know the Aubrey Marcus podcast and Kyle Kingsbury podcast and all the information to talk about this holistic way of living exercising breathing eating you know the paleo or keto way I'm very interested in what's happening down there because it's impacted the way that I teach, I train, I think. I mean, it's, it's very impactful. And, you know, I'm starting the Steel Mace company and I wouldn't have heard of the Steel Mace if it wasn't for Onnit. And, you know, you just, you learn about awesome ways to essentially optimize. And that's what Onnit is about. You know, the supplements, alpha brain, all that stuff. So to... Talk with Juan, somebody who's down there, is very awesome. And I hope that you guys love this episode as much as I loved having the conversation and hopefully take something away from it. We talk a lot about fitness, we talk a lot about uh, healthy management, we talk about psychedelics. So enjoy the podcast. And if you like what you hear today, please like, share, review, rate, all that stuff. Enjoy. Before we start the episode, I want to take a second to talk about Well Vibes Organic CBD. I use CBD regularly, whether it's in the solid form or in tincture form. It just gets me ready to start the day in a nice, relaxed state of mind. This episode is also brought to you by Action Coffee. Go to www.drinkaction.com right now and make sure to try the Amplified Coffee from Action Coffee. Use promo code Danny at checkout and you'll get 12% off your order of Amplified MCT infused coffee. Give it a shot. It's a great way to start your day. I love drinking action. It's fuel for life. And this episode is also brought to you by Formula Nootropics. Now, nootropics are crucial to getting yourself in optimal shape cognitively and physically for that matter. Go to www.getmyformula.com right now. Take the test that they have on their homepage and figure out which nootropic stacks are right for you. Use promo code DannyColaFitness at checkout to get 20% off your nootropic stack. Now, without further ado... Here's the podcast with Juan Leja. Thank you so much for doing the show. I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan of it and I'm a big believer in what's going on down there in Austin. And I'm really glad that I get to talk with the GM of the gym down there. So first, how was your day, man? How's everything
1: going? It's been going great. Uh, actually, today was a heavier day on the training side. Usually it's kind of a, a mix of training, you know, management uh, just walking around, kind of just doing different types of duties, but today was definitely heavier on the training side. Nice. Yeah, it's good to get one of those in
0: every once in a while. So um, to start this off, how, what got you down the line of fitness and how did you know that you had a passion for it right away?
1: Well, I got into fitness uh, from an early age, uh, you know, obviously from youth. My, uh, my, actually, not both of my parents but my dad. Was really into fitness. Uh, like I always tell people, my dad was a mix between my brother, who uh, his name's Eric Lehigh, he goes by Primal Soldier, and myself. He was kind of like a mix of both. My brother ten- is a little bit on the leaner side, and I'm more on like the thicker side. So my dad was like in between, kind of like thick and hybrid. Yeah, he was like the hybrid of the bo- of both of us. So you know, my dad got me into fitness at a young age, uh, not because I wanted to, but uh, because growing up, you know, it was like. Like most kids a little bit husky so he would take me and my sister uh, out and run on the track while he knocked out his four mile runs we would be doing you know he'd make us run a mile so nice. he'd run a mile it was tough at the time at the time i thought it was like pure torture but now that i look back on it it actually helped me out a lot you know because it got me to realize that i do like fitness and it's something that i enjoy yeah nice so
0: Uh, I think family bond is super important. You mentioned your dad having a heavy influence on you. You talked about your brother and, you know, that guy is revolutionizing the way we look at the kettlebell. Everybody from everywhere talks about primal Soldier, And I'm going to say that's because of the big brother. (laughs) So, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, your influence on him and coaching family members. Have you ever had difficulties with that? What are the pros and cons about that?
1: Uh, really no, no cons really. I mean, I grew up, the way I started really training was my dad kind of would, would make us run and stuff like that. And then he would take me to the gym, but he was, my dad wasn't like my main training partner. He started off teaching me, but he was so busy with work that he wasn't the guy that kind of really got me deep into it. It was Where my- did you go
0: to learn some uh, more information? What's your go-to for
1: that? Uh, I mean, at the time, I was going to, you know, Goals Gym, and it was actually my uncle who was, like, big into, like, physique training. So he was more, you know, the Goals Gym typical guy, yeah. kind of leaned up, slowed up guy. He's the one that, will, you know, would pick me up, uh, you know, in the summer and take me to the gym with him. And I would just yeah. basically do his whole workout routine. And at the time, you know, it was like, you know, that was – and I was 13 years old. 14 years old, somewhere in that age group. And uh, I was in the summer of high school and he, you know, he was in his like mid twenties. So, you know, he had a a good knowledge of like bodybuilding uh, training. So he would take me to the gym and kind of like, I would just do his whole, all his program routines, all that stuff. I don't even know if he actually had a program. He would just go in there and get a pump and I would go along with him and do it so like full
0: body stuff or was it separate muscle groups at the time because that's like how everyone gets introduced to the conventional methods like chest day back day
1: how do you recall yeah, it that was your bodybuilding splits you know like your you know you got your chest and tri, uh, chest and tries, back yeah. and tries. you know your leg day things like that that's how my training kind of how, how i was introduced to it with my uncle and you know he did me that big favor because i trained with him all summer of freshman year and i was already working out but that summer i really like you know developed, got stronger, had a little bit more knowledge than, you know, sure. than, than the other kids, you know? So I got stronger, sure. faster and everything like that, but it was more for the bodybuilding aspect. But for that, I'm always like, you know, thankful to my uncle. Cause he, you know, taught me the ropes. And uh, once he taught me, I kind of, you know, just started reading like, you know, the, the Arnold encyclopedia of bodybuilding and things like that. And I just kept, you know, muscle mag, all those magazines just kind of getting different tips you know, it's all like, you know, the same but just different flavor on it, different take on it, different rep schemes. And Sure, I, I
0: mean that's that's important, man. You're you're seeking out knowledge and I always say that you have to go out and seek higher level knowledge and if you don't, you're just going to get basic shit,
1: you know? Exactly. So, you know, with all that doing all that with that introduction of my, you know, my uncle introducing me when my brother was growing up. He was, you know, a chubby little kid and um I felt like the responsibility to, you know, return that favor. Cause my dad was like, Hey, you know, your uncle helped right. you. We helped you. You know, we don't have the time to help out Eric. So, you know, like show him the ropes, kind of take him to the gym and things like that. And at the time I was already, you know, you know, probably like 20, 21. And my brother was kind of like, you know, the, like tw- I'm nine years older than him. So yeah, he was like uh, 12, 13. Okay. And, um, you know, we started taking him to the gym was training him, but to be honest with you, you know, he kind of developed his own style. He, you know, he was smart enough to, like, you know, learn from me a little bit. And then he, sure, he kind, sure. of like, kind of went on his own way, doing his own thing. So, you know, I think I take credit for taking him to the gym and helping him out and kind of, like, motivating him. But for the most part, you know, it was a lot of his hard work that he kind of, like, developed and did. Oh, totally. he was doing. But Totally, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm reading some of his, uh, his blogs that he puts out on his website, you know, and just the way he writes stuff out is... It's good. It's a nice perspective. It's digestible. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do any uh, high school sports or college sports growing up?
1: Yeah, I played football for a little bit. Football was really not my thing. I wrestled. And I, you know, kind of like – I just enjoyed wrestling more. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? You know, I just like the – and the kind you know, wrestling combat style. I enjoyed sure. football too. I enjoyed the training. But it was just like wrestling just resonated with me a little bit better. I enjoyed it. And so I stuck with wrestling here and there kind of just like playing with it. And then when I graduated high school, I went, you know, try to do like jujitsu and MMA and went down that route. But uh, I was just doing it more just because I I loved, you know, MMA and growing up. So I just wanted to learn and I do all that. And so kind of those are the sports that I kind of like stuck to besides, you know, weight training.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool. So uh, I'm a huge fan of the way you run your classes, you know, as a coach, as a trainer, I'm trying to learn as much as I can from as many quality individuals out there. And, you know, what you guys are doing out there is phenomenal. So how has your influence with traditional training and a combination of unconventional methods have developed this kind of hybrid style of of training that you kind of give out. So what are your what are your thoughts and what are what is your way of uh programming your classes and all that?
1: Well the classes are are, you know, obviously programmed for like a big group. So I do those, you know, based on everything that I've learned throughout the years. You know, I have, you know, different influences on my training, such as, you know, the Jim Jones community. We got, you know, Rob McDonald there. He was a big influence. You know, I've trained with uh my buddy Roger Huerta, which, you know, was in the UFC in the early days, which he Kind of gave me a lot of tips growing up when we're like nineteen twenty, introducing me like to kettlebells, TRX trainers, you know, body weight movements, which yeah. was a little bit, you know, before it's time because everyone was just doing weight training and like just running and weight training. So he introduced me to all those methods, um, which kind of like introduced me to developing new things with the bodybuilding style. Mm. So I piece those different things together, and, and to making like uh, to training women, men. And uh, I'm kind of getting confused on on how I'm going about this, but the hybrid. No, it's good. This is good. This is good. Yeah. The hybrid kind of just came from like, you know, learning from different individuals, different styles. And like, I saw what worked for me and then what worked for different clients. I was like, well, this makes it fun and it makes it digestible for them to do. And it still gives them great results while still keeping them like, you know, not just healthy, but injury free. So, yeah, feeling good, all that. Yeah, shit. I took a little bit of you know different different people's training methods and kind of brought it together, but it still was a little bit more on the high intensity side, which was not mm-hmm. can, in my opinion, can't be sustainable for a long period of time. You know, injury will eventually come. And, sure. You know, at the time, you know, Onnit was getting started. I was I was the first coach for Onnit. Was with the team, uh, Aubrey Marcus, which is the CEO of the company and uh, you know founder. Was one of is one of my best friends. He, you know, brought me in. And he was like, "Hey, man, I, I want you to learn how to use the clubs and the mace and the, you know, steel bells, all this stuff." So you know, I had to do my research and learn because that's the way the company was going, and I had to grow with it. So I learned all those all those methods, but I didn't really know how to do them. I was uh, looking up my Mad Methods, which was run by Mark DeGrasse, and I was learning through there, but it was just kind of like me watching videos. I like most people do nowadays, you know, kind of learning. Online. Sure,
0: definitely. That's what people are doing nowadays. Uh, but it's interesting that you say like you were just very open to going in that direction, you know, going from that traditional style and conventional style of exercise to be open to it. I find with a lot of my alpha male friends and football player friends and college friends. Um, a lot of them are a little reluctant to to try these types of things and kind of mock it sometimes I have a, you know a lot of friends that are open to it and once they start doing it like they see and they feel like the magic that these tools can kind of you know provide for them yeah. but um, like how do you go about when people talk about the steel mace as, something that's a warm-up somebody classified that to me as like oh danny this this is your mace thing is it's just a warm-up
1: it's not a real way of exercise what do you have to say to those kind of people uh i mean you put them through some movement stuff and you know that'll educate them real quick but i just yeah. of, like <laughs> you, crazy. you don't know what you don't know right so yeah. you know, when you put someone through you know a mace workout or a club workout then you know they get you know the realization that this is not just a warm-up tool it's uh the intention you put behind it and i think that's where you know a lot of the coaching stuff kind of gets uh, you know confused where like you know people use it as a warm up tool and it's like no it's not a warm up tool this is actually no a way. tool and it's uh you know when you challenge someone that's like big and like all right well let me have you do you know whatever and, i mean 360s a little bit you know so that's probably a little bit more of an advanced yeah side. some more advanced movement but even just can like like an uppercut press or something like that yeah. You knock out like 10 reps and you'll realize how that core's lit up, the shoulders are lit up. It's a full body lift. And then you get someone that just used to lifting a barbell. I don't know. Try this. It's going to challenge you in a different way. And, you know, their heart rate's up, their full body's lit up. And then, you know, they start like saying that it's not a warm-up tool. It's just the way you piece it together and how you put it into the training is where I've learned to like educate people. Because, you know, I still have the people that are like, oh, you know, the same, hearing the same stuff, you know. A warm-up tool or like yeah, it's a good supplemental but then you throw you know a heavy mace or a heavy clog at them look we're gonna be doing you know a pullover into reverse lunge press or whatever it is and they're like fuck that's only 25 pounds it feels heavy as shit I know, dude. I'm so
0: fascinated with these tools. And I've, you know, I've only been working with kettlebells for a year. And that was like how I first got into it. And then now I'm I'm learning the steel mace more and more. And like, it's not a lot of weight 1015 pounds, like in the bodybuilding world, it's nothing you're warming up with that. But when you do those swings and when you're doing these hand switches and and offset movements, it's amazing how much like things just kind of start to kind of dial in and like your movements start to get stronger and more fluid. And then that translates into like your, you know, better movement throughout the day. It translates through better movement on the field or on the court or whatever it is, man. I'm so fascinated with this stuff.
1: Yeah. It is, you know, the, the the way I tell you know the coaches or clientele or just you know just anybody is like it's just the way you piece it together and what the yeah. intention is behind it. Cause don't get me wrong, I you know I love barbells. I love conditioning training with like herbs sure. and you know kind of like that type of training. But I still you know love the club, love the maces. The kettlebells are my favorite tool. To be honest with you, like I love fucking kettlebells. I think you just can get you just get a lot of a lot of stuff done with you know two kettlebells. You know and just sure get after it. But that goes also to the other tools, to the mace and the clubs. you can, you know, you just need one piece of equipment and you get after it. So um, I just think it's like the way you introduce it to people. You know, I think a lot of people on the unconventional side of training where they're really unconventionally heavy, they try to blast people with the, you know, with the tools. And like, just like, oh, we're going to do all this and give them all the hard ass shit to do. And like, Obviously, <laughs> then they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's way too hard. And I was like, I, you know, I didn't get anything done because it was way too hard. So, you know, it's the way you introduce it, you know, you kind of give them something light, make them, you know, be successful with the movement and all that. Then that's where they're like, oh, I actually do feel this, and I actually respect this. And like, look, now let's just add five more pounds, grab grab a heavier mace, grab a a five-pound heavier club. And they do it, and they're like, holy shit. Then they're like – A huge huge difference. Yeah. So to me, the way I've, like, uh, been able to incorporate the unconventional tools to, you know, to, like, people that are, you know, more on the, you know – like strength side, meat meat head side, and things like that. It's just kind of like sh- I sprinkle it in at first, you know. As uh, yeah, I mean, I would use it as a warm up at the beginning, or you know, your supplemental, and then sure. slowly transition where like the main workload was, you know, doing some heavy club work or some mace work, and then you know they start noticing that like oh, this gonna be you know it all has its place. It's just the way it's put in into the workout. So. It takes a little bit of, of time to get everyone kind of like familiar with everything and comfortable doing all the all the tools, not just sticking to the old traditional stuff. Definitely. When you were playing football, were you doing these
0: style of workouts at all? Were you introduced to them yet? Or was it just conventional methods at that
1: time? Oh, no. I mean, was, uh, yeah, I didn't know shit about clubs and mason. I didn't even know those they existed or kettlebells. No. I, that was in high school. So, yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea. The, Can
0: you go back to like remembering how you felt when you thought when, you know, when you were conditioned to play a game of football, but as far as like your hips and like your legs and, you know, your upper body and lower back, did you feel fresh? Did you feel tight? Did you feel, what, how did you feel compared to now adding all these types of, uh, you know, mobility and durability and uh, transverse plane exercises? I, mean, I
1: felt stiff even at a young age, you know, like, you know, you're just always sore, stiff, can't move in like multi-directional uh, like athlete. You're just kind of like, yeah. man, I'm just tight all the time. And then that's at a young age, you know, I'm still tight these days is because the way I train, I go kind of hard. So I got to like mm-hmm. make sure that I add all the other stuff to like keep me healthy. Like, you know, all the mobility work and durability, sure. all that stuff. I need to keep up with it just like anyone else. But yeah, sure. Back in the day, I mean, I didn't have access to this knowledge that I do now. So it's like, it's a, it's been a journey, fitness journey of learning these different things. And I'm still learning a lot, man. I, definitely.
0: Definitely. And that's, I think that's a, a sign of a great coach, man. Like you gotta be open to learning more and just being, you know, uh, willing to be adaptable. Th- that being said, um, you know, I, I, I've podcasted with a handful of people that work out or work it on it. And everybody mentions John Wolf and Shane Hines. Can you tell me a little bit about their influence on you as a trainer, as a coach, as a programmer, as a manager?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I work with those two guys closely. So, you know, Shane, John Wolfe, and myself are, you know, kind of like uh, part of the uh, part of the education team with them. But, you know, we're obviously in the management part of the, you know, right. the fitness team. So I work closely with them on on the daily, on the weekly. And, uh, you know, there's two of my good friends John Wolf is like you know like they're both like brothers to me. But me and John Wolf, you know, we I talked to them about everything. So they've been a huge influence on me, you know, on training, on uh, management, on just mindset, uh, coaching, all all around. So you know, they helped me develop what I have now and how to uh, how to program for the whole gym, you know, because I'm programming for you know 400, 500 people that come to the gym. I'm programming for everyone, and it has to be a program that's accessible or, you know, that fulfills everyone's needs. So, you know, they're, they're like, you might check some balances. We kind of help mm-hmm. each other out, but their influence has come big on the unconventional side because when, when on it was first going in, like I said, I was the first coach. Then John Wolf came in and uh, you know, John Wolf was uh, making us take certs like every fucking weekend. We're taking, break. <laughs> like, I mean, nonstop. And then Shane came on the team and he, you know, obviously a really smart fucking awesome guy Ta- taught us a lot. So we were just learning, learning, learning. And uh, at the time, you know, I knew that it was like it was needed. But it's was like, fuck, man, every weekend, come on, I need a break, you know. But now, like, I'm super thankful that all that all that learning that we did has come in handy big time. Because uh, it's like it's made me a better coach. It's made me a better, you know, manager, you know. And uh, I consider myself a leader of the team. So it's made me That's better true. at that, you know. It's made me someone to not just think one way. They've helped me open up my eyes to other stuff because to be honest with you you know at first you know when like Shane would be doing some of the mobility work and stuff like that it looked weird to me I was like man I don't know that That's sure true. that looks funny and even to this day when I go do if I at Gold's Gym doing mobility work and doing stuff people look at me you know like the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> and then they see me you know I'm not the strongest or whatever but I can throw up some weight and I can do some, some explosive stuff in my training that you know it's not uh, I would I wouldn't say it's a beginner or you know intermediate.
0: It definitely like looked know.
1: like someone who's who's done uh, some workouts
0: one or two times in the gym. Yeah, sure.
1: so you know when they see you know, I'm doing all this weird looking shit that I used to think was weird too, and then they see me like they see it carry over to my weight training, and then they're like, oh okay, there's something there. And then you know people come and ask me, oh well, what does that do? And you have to explain everything. to so like, hey man, we're not going to be young forever. And, you know, I'm 34 years old now. My warm ups are probably longer than my fucking workouts or or about the same, you know. So, no, 100
0: percent. And if you don't warm up properly, the older you get, like you're going to have something negative pop up. The other day I I went to go play soccer and I usually do like a, a routine, like body weight, warm up dynamics. I'm running. I break a nice sweat. And this time I didn't and I played actually like flag football earlier and I played some soccer later on and I ended up rolling my ankle like an asshole. And, you know, that's what happens when you're right, when you don't take time to warm up prior to that kind of strenuous activity. Yeah.
1: And the thing, you know, the times that I've gotten injured in, in the gym, which is rarely, but it happens, you know, like it's been very rare It's because I didn't fucking warm up properly. Had didn't do what needed to be done. You know, like, oh, I just need to get the workout in and like, you know, miss the. Valuable steps, and then you know, little nagging stuff pops up. So, you know, for that, I'm thankful for you know John Wolf and Shane for you know kind of bringing that onto the table and teaching us all these, all these movements, all this work, all this stuff that I honestly had no idea about. Uh, Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's revolutionizing the
0: way people are looking at fitness. I'm telling you, as I talk to more and more people, and you know, I do these podcasts and I connect with all these. You know, different people that have had, quote unquote, the on it experience that are just raving about it, the way that they're changing their training styles and the way it's having an effect on people and it's having like a crazy ripple effect, dude. I'm telling you, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. And I'm, that's why I'm super excited to be to be chatting with you. Um, so that being said, talking about John Wolf and Shane Hines and adding all this information, Let's let's talk about your barbell certification because the way you're moving that thing around is very very interesting to me. Just like I you know caught my eye with you know kettlebells and mace and clubs and all that stuff, but the way you're throwing around the barbell and we're calling it unconventional barbell certification, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the pro- talking it, the yeah, the talk me. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. It's just a different approach. It's nothing new. It's stuff that's been around. It's not like we fucking came up with this stuff and created it. It's just we just brought shining a little light to stuff that's been going on for years and kind of like, you know, kind of added our twist on how we educate people on it, you know, making lightweight feel heavy. So, you know, a lot of the stuff is movements that everyone in every gym is doing, you know, you're still doing your squat, your row, your deadlift, and all that stuff. So it's all, all the same stuff, but, you know, just adding different components as far as like, you know, your your offset barbell work, you know, your your complexes and, uh, you know, your single arm work, things like that, you know, that most people, aren't going to be lifting weight where it's like perfectly evened out, you know? So we teach, you know, people that, you know, these other movements where, you know, that it takes a lot more, like, you know, not just being strong. It's you know, it takes that stability. It takes that take yeah. mobility to move the bar in these certain movements. So, you know, it's just the, the way I see the barbell certification, it's just a way to introduce the barbell to people that are intimidated by it. And I think, you know, CrossFit has done an awesome job of getting a lot of people to, uh, you know, play with barbells and work out with them. So, you know, they've done a great job. So what we do is just kind of, you know, introducing more people to it that are afraid of the barbell. You know, they they don't want to touch a barbell. They're like, oh, I'm going to hurt myself. I've heard this story and this and that. So, as you know, just going with light weight and, uh, you know, teaching them that you don't have to go heavy. You can, you know make a great workout with the bar by, you know, just owning the movements. You know, you can add, just work with a bar or just with lightweight, you know, 135 pounds for guys, 95 per women, and just kind of own every movement instead of yeah. like, rushing your reps. So the main goal of the certification is to, you know, get people to work with the barbell and then give them a little new flavor or not to say like new flavor, but new flavor to them. Um, you know, like with the offset work with the single arm stuff, and um, yes yeah, that to me
0: that to me is super interesting and like yeah it's been going on for a long time but like these these new methods these new ways like they take time to infiltrate like the general population don't you think yes i do think so you know what i'm saying like they're really slow to kind of adjust to how things are going like you know i i i work in a high school, I'm a high school teacher and you hear, you hear these kids talk about the same type of thing that I was talking about. Maybe you were talking about when you were in high school, bodybuilding splits, and then is creatine good or bad for you? Yeah, You know, (laughs) like they're still talking about the same thing, which is a crazy different generation that has access to all this information, but they're still like really like uncertain how to go about a healthy way of building their physique and understanding how to move and, and and all that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, that stuff just, that's just part of the fitness world, you know, people, people know what they know. And, you know, obviously it's the stuff that is more uh, mainstream, which, you know, your bodybuilding type stuff, your supplements that are, you know, at your GNCs and stuff like that. Right.
0: So that's what people know. But then going back to that offset barbell, like, I just, I just think it's so interesting and it has a, an amazing effect on the way you move just because how, I just feel, I feel strongly that your weak side has got to stabilize and, and teaching your body to do that in multiplane movements is, is amazing for you. Yeah. You it's, know? Like a,
1: it's just like a big ass mace, you know, <laughs> be, <Right>. it's, it's <laughs> just like a big ass mace. So it's a good like bridge between, you know, the mace and the barbell. I look, look, right. it's just bigger, but, you know, still doing the same, similar movements, obviously you can't, some people can twist the barbell, like, you know, like a, like a mace. I mean, Isik, uh, Milan does a good job of like rotating the, you know, the barbell really well, which I've seen, which is awesome. But, you know, but that takes a lot of skill, you know, but it's basically a big ass mace offset. Sure. Sure, it totally
0: is. And yeah, I think I mean it's just another fun way to kind of incorporate that in your in your workout. How many days a week would you say you actually go hard hard? Uh 2
1: to 3 times. heavy intense. 2 to 3 times a week.
0: 2 to 3 times a week. Yeah,
1: and then the other days I'm just you know going light, moving around and you know just doing stuff but not not going hard. Do what are some of your reco- your <clears throat> excuse me.
0: What are some of your recovery techniques?
1: Uh, so, man, I, I'm big on massaging. I have to get massages pretty regularly. Like I said, I'm a, once a week, yeah. Once a week, I'm a little bit thicker, you know. I'm not that tall, I'm 5'10. You know, I'll give myself maybe a little bit more than five, but not I'm 5'10. Way on a good hair day, five to five of ten, five eleven. 11. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> is that, but then you know, I fluctuate in weight, and it could be you know 210 one day, it could be 225 the next, you know. So I fluctuate, so I'm a little thicker, so I'm a little tighter in some areas. So, massaging helps me out a lot, especially when I'm going hard as hell all the time on those yeah. two to three times a, a week. If I'm, you know, I'm working out with guys like Tim Kennedy and, you know, guys in the gym like my buddy Norm that's been one of my clients and, uh, you know, a beast in his own right. You know, my buddy yeah. Brandon, you know, Gunter, like all these guys that work out with me that I train are just monsters, you know. So, when you're going hard with monsters like that. It you know it does take a toll on the body, so you know massages are very important. You know doing durability work before bedtime is very important. I mean I I roll out regularly, so you know sauna time, nice. I mean you name it, man. I like recovery is very important to me. You know I think that's the overlooked thing these days is you people go hard, 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 and then they don't they under recover. So that's where injury comes in. And you know, I've learned that you know, I've learned that you know, recovery is very important before I could go hard, 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 and then little things start popping up. So yeah, massages, sauna time. Uh, I got we got TK stretching on it, which is Tim and Kim, and they you know they I get stretched out by them once a week. I get dry needling. Nice. I mean, I probably spend more uh, money on you know recovery than you know than any than going out now these days. But it's good. It, good it, for you. That's smart, man. It's smart. Yeah, it's needed. You know, it's, it's stuff that I need to do my job. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um,
0: so a lot of a lot of interesting people walk in through the on it doors. You know, you got people like Gary v, You're around, you know, your brother, you're around Aubrey and Kyle Kingsbury. Like when you're around these people, Shane Hines, John Wolfe, like, w- like, how like what's that energy like and how does it how does it affect you to have like that grind mindset every day and like to get after it every day and enjoy every day and like you know smell the
1: roses and relax every day like yeah I mean what's that like yeah I mean it's great having all these like talented individuals walking through the doors you know you know on, on top of that you know like our our membership at the gym some of the people that come in the gym are you know very you know. Yeah. yeah i'm sure you got some awesome
0: people that are coming yeah like
1: some of the people that come into those doors are you know very influential very powerful personalities and stuff like that so you know everyone in there has a, a you know huge influence on the way i communicate so you know being around people like that just makes me want to level up you know makes me want to step up my yeah dream, you know it's like can't be the the i don't, I don't know what word I would use, but I can't be not the weak one. Cause there's no one really weak. It just can't bring the team down. You know, I got to level the team up as well so, and do my part. So, you know, all that does when having people like that around you is, you know, Hey man, I got to do my part and I got to be just as strong, not just in the gym, but you know, mentally motivate, help and do everything that right. I can to, you know, help help th- those guys out. Cause you know, I keep saying that you know what you know, but you know, yeah, they know what they know. I know what I know. We don't know what each other know all the time. So we got, we got to talk, we got to communicate and learn from each other. So yeah, it's fucking awesome that I got people like that on my team. You know, I get to learn from yeah. guys on the daily. But well, like I said, those are just some of the names. I got some of my clients that train with me that teach me a lot. So it's just, I think you can learn from everyone as long as you have an open mind. And that's one of my biggest thing is like, everyone will teach you something. And if you don't have a oh, yeah. to learning, then, you know, doesn't matter. It can be one of your employees. It can be your boss. It can be shit. It can be Gary Vee, whatever it is. I mean, I think everyone yeah. teaches you a lesson, not just because they have a name behind their back. For
0: like, sure, man. But it's, it's, it's one to say and, and like acknowledge these types of things when, you know, they're, they're in front of you because, you know, like I come from, you know, working from a handful of like different Chicago, Chicago schools mm-hmm. and like, so many people get down this like they this rut this uh negative mindset and living for the weekend and everyone's talking shit about one another and sometimes and you you got to recognize that and like kind of shift yourself away from it but over time that stuff like starts to suck the shit out of you and when you're around and i find when i'm around other like you know you know, trainers. And when I go to workshops and I'm learning from all these people that are interested in learning, it's like, it gives me this crazy high, this crazy buzz. And I just want to fucking keep going and getting after it. So it's amazing, man. And and, and and like I say, I say this because like I watch, you know, I watch your Instagram and I watch a lot of the podcasts of those guys put out out there and I'm very interested and I'm just as fueled, you know, from like, the internet version of on it. And, you know, you guys down there to get going uh, and, and develop this journey for myself and the people
1: in my community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The community is where the, all the energy's at. And like, the yeah, for sure. I mean, those, obviously all those people are community leaders and it's like, see, they have a huge influence. So, you know, we all gotta, we all to we all gotta do our part, but yeah, the community, at, you know, people that have been through on it, the community there is fucking awesome. Like I, like that's one of the things that I'm most proud of, you know, it's like the community of people that are, that are the people that are there, you know, they just make that place something else and makes me love working there because everyone just makes it fucking dope. You know, girl.
0: that's great, man. That's great to hear. It's refreshing. And it, it's, I hope it inspires whoever is listening to this to go out there and, you know, do whatever fulfills their heart and is going to challenge them in a in a positive way. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit. And the one of the, the more interesting things that I've delved into a little bit more as I've been a fan of on and listening to a handful of those guys' podcasts uh specifically Kyle and, 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 and Aubrey about psychedelics. And when I was listening to Kyle's podcast and you were on there, you had a great story about your journey in the Amazon. Yeah. Would uh, you be interested in sharing it here? Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. Yeah. So explain to the people uh, like your, your uh, experience going down there and, and what
1: you learned and, and how it affected you. So the experience was actually, you know, pretty dope, you know, but uh, beforehand you know, I'm, not, I'm from, I guess I would say I'm kind of from the hood. So yeah. I was thinking, like, fuck, man, we're gonna go to a place that's worse than the hood, and you know, worse than this. We're gonna be fucking sleeping out in the fucking jungle, fucking shitting in a hole in the ground. That's that was my vision of going to, you know, down there, down to Peru, sure, in the rainforest. I, I, I wasn't that educated on it. I just, uh, that's just what I envisioned. But when we got there, man, the place was a hell, hell of dope shit. Fucking in the place that i grew up in so it's like <laughs> no knock on that but the actual experience you know like i was surrounded by a bunch of dope ass people you know all uh aubrey set it all up so all the people that went were you know all awesome individuals and everyone brought a different energy so it was cool man i got to do different psychedelics did ayahuasca which you know a lot of people are familiar with Yeah. So what's
0: like, how does the ceremony protocol work? So you get down there and it's how many days is it? Like, how, like, what do you do before you get down there? What's the prep? Like, do you have to fast before you get down there? Is there an order of stuff?
1: You're supposed to fast and, you know, like you basically be mentally ready for all that. When you get down there, you know, you're eating very clean food. Then, you know, you make the ayahuasca and then I, and what we're doing, this, what I had mentioned in the previous podcast with Kyle was like, you know they made us kind of do like this, like chanting, kind of like meditating, seeing what our, you know, spirit animal was, and you know, I got my my thoughts on things, and like you know, I'm like, well, oh, we'll see, you know, we'll see what, what this is all about. Everyone's chanting, doing their thing, and I'm now, you know, I'm open minded, so I'm i I'm open to learning, so and I'm open to experience. So as I'm going, I was like, man, I really ain't seeing shit. I don't know, I don't know what these people. Are doing.
0: And, at, and at that point, you you had taken the ayahuasca. No, no, this
1: is before. Like this is just pure meditation. It's, uh, it's your okay. meditation, seeing what you what you experience, but you know, I mean, it's a different type of energy down there, and so you're just like you're. It, it does take over you, and like you know, eventually, I saw, and there's just this meditation. I started, I saw like this peacock, and I saw a bear. It's my spirit animals, and I always tell this story to people, like I, that's what I saw. I said like, man, I got a peacock and a bear. That's kind of weird, you know. So then everyone's kind of, like, oh, what did you see? You know, the the shaman, Gus, yeah. and Don Howard. You know, what did you see as your spirit animal? And people were like telling him, well, I saw this. And, you know, he got, had a good response. He was just smiling. He's a super, super awesome person and, you know, knows this stuff. But when it came to me, he was like, what, what did you see? And I was like, I saw two things, you know, I saw a peacock and a bear. And then he was like, he just kind of smiled at me, like shaking his head. But then I was like, well, shit, what does that mean? And he was like, you'll know when you know and in my head, I was like, man, he don't know. <laughs> like, you know, so, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. But, oh, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you got to trust the process. And I think that's where you got to just let, let go and like, go, hey, man, you got to be open to all experiences, just like how it is learning. And uh, experience was awesome. You know, I think it was.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, did you have you been practicing meditation before
1: you got down there? Or do you have like a protocol? Yeah, I, mean, I, try to, I try to like f- meditate, you know, like. 15, 20 minutes a day. That's just what works for me, you know, kind of just like yeah. in out, everything quiet, get in my head and just kind of really focus. And, you know, it helps me out. So, yeah, I had been like kind of prepping, but at the same time around that time period, I was partying a lot. I was, you know, going out drinking, fucking doing crazy shit. Everything was wrong <laughs> with partying. So, you know, going into it, I it was probably something that was needed. And when I went in, you know, my experience was, was you know, I would say more on the pleasant side because I didn't feel like I had that many stuff to deal with as far as like demons and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like right. you know, everything was e- easily resolvable. The only thing that I had was you know, you know, my friend had passed away probably like a year or two before that. But outside uh, of that, you know, um, my ayahuasca experience was like a big old dance party. You know, it was just like like I mentioned to people in the past, it was like a Benny Benassi. Video, which is an old school DJ where it's just like girls everywhere, colors. I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> so to me, it wasn't that, you know, wasn't that grueling to the last ceremony that we did. And the last ceremony we did was really, I mean, it was fucking scary. Like, it was like, shit, I've never experienced anything like this. My body felt like it was going to collapse, like in, like outside in, you know? Like, it was, it was, it was right. crazy, like the, the intensity of it. And at that point, you know, I, the the one issue that I've had on that I had on my brain at the time was the passing of one of my best friends, who was like a brother to me. And uh, you know, he passed away, got stabbed in a at an after party. And I had that same night, I had dinner with him and a couple other friends. And you know, I decided not to go out that night. I decided to go home, and that was the last time that I saw him. So you know, I felt a little bit like, oh, maybe not, I wouldn't say guilt, but I felt like, man, maybe if I was there, that wouldn't happen. You know. And, you know, things happen for a reason. And at the time, I was really upset about it because, you know, he was like he was like a brother to me. And that happening kind of, you know, really shook me up, really upset me. And even though I didn't always address it, it was always in the back of my head. It did get me sad all the time. So when we did that last ceremony, you know, what I saw was him. You know, I saw him in my trip, in my, you know, journey. And he was, you know, he was just like an energy it wasn't like he had like a he wasn't like a human but he was just the an energy and he we yeah. were just talking and he was just kind of just telling me man just keep being a good person and keep doing what you're doing and stay on the right track and like not to worry about him that everything's good you know he's happy and you know that brought closure to me as far as that goes and whether you know that was inside my head and it was just like answers that i was looking for or was the medicine you know i don't know but i think the experience is what brought it out so yeah i'm you know, I'm thankful for being able to go down to Peru and experiencing that, opening up my mind. And um at the time I didn't really see like the full value of it. It wasn't like till months later where like things kept popping up from like that journey and everything. And I was like, Man, this also happened and this happened and this happened like mm. months, even like year past it, I started realizing things from that trip. And you know, it 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 made me a better person, to be honest with you. You know, um you're to right. always be open to everything, you know, like just like I said when we're doing the meditation and like, you know, people are looking for their spirit animals at the time, my mind might have been a little bit clouded without me knowing and me being like, Man, this is stupid. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Blah blah blah. Like I was like, Man, like just everything came along, like, man, I don't I can't believe people pay for this and like all those thoughts were going through my head, but at the end of the day, it's like, Man, you're really fucking closed minded. <laughs> like, to even think those thoughts, you know? And then right you yeah. know, it was just like You got to be open to everything. And one of the biggest things to me these days is to be open to every experience. You know, you never know what you're going to learn and never know what kind of memory is going to give you that you're going to fucking cherish
0: for your whole life. Yeah, especially because like all this information that we're getting out is like people are having positive experiences. They're essentially becoming healed. You know, it's part of, you know, a healing process that is becoming more accepted with access to information. You know, there are people that still think this is taboo and people who have corporate jobs can get in trouble talking about the benefits of this or sharing their experiences. I mean, like the world is is slowly becoming more uh, understanding and, and, you know, knowledgeable with these types of things. But, you know, all in all, people are having really good experiences and they are, you know, reporting positive benefit,
1: like like what you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah. And like I said, it's not for everyone. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's... Ah, I agree with it you. It just depends on the person if they if that's sure. what the route that they want to go. You know, my grandma, I wouldn't say that would be for her. <laughs> she's a church going lady, you know, and uh right, happy, right. you know. So it's that's her faith and that's what makes her happy and I truly believe in that too. So it's like, you know, it just Great. depends on the individual what kind of answers they're looking for and what kind of direction they want, you know, but you know, I wouldn't say it's for everyone. Yeah. Um, so
0: no, 100% agree with you. Now, do you have experience in any other uh, psychoactive, mind-altering chemicals?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've tried mushrooms, too. I you know, enjoy mushrooms. I enjoy a lot of that stuff. I enjoy psychedelics, you know, but I, like I said, time and place for it, you know. Sure, I, 100%. I, I just I think a lot of stuff can be done through working out and people, you know. I think uh, you, know, your close friends can give you some of the answers that you're looking for, you know if I'm like thinking in my head, man, why is this going wrong? Why why this person doesn't like understand me and this and that. And yes, you know, five of your closest friends or family members. Hey, you know, mom or hey, Aubrey or hey, Eric or hey, John. Hey, what do you guys think about this? And, you know, they'll have more information on my personality than I probably even know, you know. So I always believe sometimes – you can find some of the answers through talking to your loved ones and, you know, they'll give you some feedback. That's pretty important. And I think that's the part that a lot of people miss is like talking to, to their friends and talk, like asking real questions, not just like, you know, shooting the shit, but actually getting, you know, opening up and talking. You yeah. You fuck yeah. Getting deep yeah. for sure. When you start figuring things out, I'm like, Oh shit. I was really fucking that one up or Oh damn, I was doing really good on that. And I kind of backed off. So it's just, you know, it's, it all has, there's solutions everywhere. Just how I just think the people, uh, the person goes about it.
0: Yeah. You were saying on Kyle's podcast that you, uh, you interact with hundreds of people every day. I'm very similar along that, my, that, that, you know, that daily structure, 150, 200 people, whether it's students, clients, whatever, um, How do you feel towards the end of the day? Do you feed off that energy? Uh, How do you kind of shut off and unwind after a day
1: like that? Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy uh, talking to different people and, you know, interacting with different people, whether it be at work, grocery store, you know, on a run, you know, running to certain people on the trail. I enjoy all that. But at the end of the day, a lot of times I like being by myself. Uh, Yeah. I enjoy just relaxing, watching a movie. I really enjoy going to the movies. Uh, I enjoy going and having a nice dinner by myself and, you know, just kind of just chilling, hanging out. And that's usually how I unwind being around people all the time. Cause you know, it's a lot of energy interacting with, you know, more than 50 people on a regular basis, you know, it's just like it's a lot Definitely. of energy. So Definitely. I think it's like one of those things that, you know, people that are around a lot of people understand it and people that coach or people that, you know, whether it be coaching in the gym or life coaching or whatever, when you interact with people, man, it, it a lot of energy that goes into it so today man a lot of times i i enjoy being by myself i enjoy you know going for a light run you know and sometimes i'll meet people and run but for the most part you know i, always, I stick to myself but not to contradict myself i also enjoy going out by myself because i get to meet new people you know people are always, yes people are always just like you know when i'm at a nice dinner and i'm like sitting solo and i'm just kind of like just kicking it i mean sometimes i get all dressed up or I like not sometimes i don't sometimes I go and chill clothes you know that's cool. Waiter, I think that's cool. Yeah, the waiter or waitress or, you know, ask me questions and start talking. like you know, talking to the bartender and we're hanging out and just like, you know, just making new friends. I just, I don't know, I just really like interaction with humans and sometimes you got to shut it off and just be solo and sometimes you got to just meet new people and that's just... Dude, I love man. that. I love it. <laughs> like, Sorry, were you going to say something uh, That's just what I enjoy. You know, I enjoy getting to meet new people and what their life story is and... It's kind of a weird
0: thing, but, I mean, I enjoy it. No, dude, I'm the same way. Like, every time I go out to, like – a club or a restaurant or whatever, I'm always making friends with people because I, you know what, I've, I've come to more times than not where any person new that I meet, we have a conversation and there's a piece that we can connect on. There's something that we have in common or we find something that is relatable and boom, connections are formed. You know, you were talking about that, looking for answers. We human connection, dude, is so freaking important. And I think, you know, again, working in a high school, you find that people and teachers, they go down this path and then they are just so negative and they lose human connection. It's the, it's the most, it's one of the saddest things I've seen because kids see that shit and it discourages other teachers from being inspirational. But I'm just saying, I don't have to go down that, like that road, but like human connection is so important. We need it. We need it to grow. We need it to develop. We need it to learn about ourselves and learn about an environment. I think
1: it's, it's, it's crucial. And you know, like Hey, going on social media, I mean, a lot of people like bad talk social media, but there's a lot of good things with social media. You get to
0: connect oh. with, like,
1: some really cool people. Now, I've had people that I've cool. never met in person, you know, where I'm, like, I'll share a story, and I'm somewhere like, hey, man, I'm here. Can, you want to meet up? Can I come meet up with you? I'm like, yeah, come by. What's up? You know? And they show up. And you're like, yeah. hey, what's up? i never met this person in my life. But, you know, I've had like, two <laughs> interactions through chatting on, online with them. And then you think cool as hell. you just Make a friend. So, you know, social media, that's the reason I like it is because I get to connect with, you know, a variety of individuals that are, you know, fucking cool as shit. Hell
0: yeah. And then, like, you learn so much. I mean, I'm learning so much fitness stuff just from, you know, watching you guys and then the people who are kind of affiliated because everyone kind of knows everybody and everyone's kind of sharing a piece of the knowledge that they've learned with their own spark on it. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's cool to see, it's cool to see all this stuff growing, man. And you're a huge part of it. Um, what are some of, uh, Juan Leja's plans for the future? What are some of the individual goals that you have? Um, where do you see yourself,
1: uh, in the late future, 10, 20 years? What are some of your goals? So, I mean, I love fitness. It's something that I've always loved. So I want to continue down that route, you know, developing projects with on it online training you know online products where it gets people introduced to fitness or you know kind of help them along their journey in fitness so you know online training is uh one of the steps that i want to take forward uh forward this year so you know kind of moving some stuff online it's one it's been okay. one of my goals since you know five, six seven years ago But just hasn't really been the right time so definitely wow. taking on online clients and, you know, helping people out that way because you don't want to connect with different people. So yeah, definitely the online training, uh, you know, that's what's on my plate. I do want to do workshops eventually, you know, I know we do the cert, but I definitely want to do some workshops, but you know, nothing, not too many, you know, just slow, slow and steady. I'm in no rush, you know, maybe a workshop a year. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing a retreat at the end of, the year with a uh, Black Swan Yoga, which is a yoga studio here in Onnit, which will be a full yeah. fitness retreat out in Tulum, Mexico. So you know, just stuff like that, things where I can connect. So those are some of, so those are some of my short-term goals, uh, as far as in the fitness industry, what I what I'm doing, doing going online workshop and retreat this year. Those are the things that I'm really wanting to accomplish. But first and foremost, you know, I got to take care of home base. You know, I've been with Onnit since the beginning. Uh, you know, first fitness employee for the company. Uh, you know, been there since day one. So, you know, definitely making sure that the gym is operating greatly, and like the coaches are all happy, and every the community's fucking thriving. So, my yeah. first goal, you know, making sure that's taken care of, and making sure everyone's getting the experience that they they deserve. You know, so definitely that's on on the. Right now and then the other stuff's like for the year. Long term, you know, I just wanna keep meeting new people in the fitness industry, not just in fitness, but just in general. People where that I can learn from and maybe I can teach them a little something here and there. So yep that's yeah, that's that's what my goals are and where they stand. And just do Try man, to be a good person. Awesome. What was that last thing you said? Try then? to be a good person, you know.
0: Uh Amen. Yeah. Amen dude, what, what a great conversation. You're a really fucking cool dude, man. And that's, that's awesome of you to say. And, um, you know, good luck with everything. And, you know, I'm telling you, people are talking so highly of on it, anyone that I encounter and like it's inspiring tons of people and it's, you're doing a great job and you're representing it like a fucking badass. So, uh, congratulations to everything that you're doing and everybody down there and, uh, I appreciate your time, uh, for this great conversation and I appreciate you doing this. Um, I can't wait to get out there. I make, I'm making it a goal for, by the end of the year to, to do the durability
1: and the, uh, foundation. Nice, sports. man. Yeah. Come on down. We have some awesome coaches, you know, our team is solid. Yes. So, you know, it's all, you know, it's, it's not a one person thing. It's like the whole team that makes it, you know, we have awesome coaches, we have awesome leadership, right. It's just you know, definitely a cool place to come visit. So, yeah and Austin's
0: not too bad either, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, and everyone talks about how Austin's badass.
1: Yep. I have family
0: in San Antonio, so I got to make it. I got to make it out there. I, it's by the end of the year, it's on my list. I just gotta figure out the best pocket of time, you know, to throw it in there, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but, dude, thanks again for your time. This was so fun. Uh, where can people find you uh, if they want to reach yeah, out? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm just on social media, uh, on Instagram, and Juanit, J-U-A-N-N-I-T underscore 24-7. It's actually Wanted 24-7. So that's want my Instagram.
0: 24/7, yeah, so. That's my
1: Instagram. And I, I'm a little bit more active on it these days than I used to be. And I probably will continue. But, yeah, there, I'm on Facebook, you know, Juan Leja. Uh, for the most part, those are the only two things. Uh, getting some websites stuff done here in the near future. So hopefully I'll have that up and running. But for now, those are two avenues.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, thank you. Keep inspiring. And um, I, I can't wait for the next time that we get to talk. Oh, man, Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. You have a good Bye. night, Bye. right? Take care, everybody. That was the podcast, everybody. What an awesome guy. If you haven't heard of Onnit or Juan Leha or Eric Leha or Robbie Marcus, Kyle Kingsbury, all those people down there, super influential, knowledgeable, uh, and they bring an interesting perspective to fitness and just kind of living, really. Um, so check out what's going on at Onnit. Follow them on Instagram at Onnit, O-N-N-I-T. Follow Juan on Instagram at Juanit, J U A N N it underscore 247 at 24 seven and just check out what's going on out there they have the workshops the durability the foundations um, the kettlebell certification which i took a year ago this weekend crazy just there's so much to learn from them so i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast let's connect on instagram at danny cola fitness we'll see you there slide in the dms Enjoy life. Look out for the podcast to drop next week. Peace.